What do you believe? Organ. Eucharist. Saints. Christmas. Tradition. Sacraments. Hymns. Trinity. Easter. Mary. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Our faith is not a question of I think. It's a question of Jesus Christ has taught us through the church. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome uh, to day three of our KS Patronal Feast Day podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us so far. We're at day three and just want to remind you guys, if you guys haven't checked out day one and day two, day one, we talked about Mary and salvation with Deacon George. And then on day two, we talked to Father Joe Stephen about the novena. So very interesting stuff. So if you haven't checked that out, please check that out. Today on day three, we have someone special. We have Father Nicholas Ho. will be here today talking to us about a Marian sacramental, which is the brown scapula, right? Something, something very interesting. So let's introduce Father Nicholas. Father Nicholas, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thank you, Ian, for asking. Mm -hmm. You were ordained not too long ago, three years ago. Yes. Right, right. Three years ago. Yes, and yes. Uh, for those who don't know you too much, you know, maybe just give a little bit of introduction of who you are. I know you're a relatively well-known name in St. Thomas Mall, Subangaya, <laughs> right? So maybe you can start from there. Lah, huh? Yeah. So basically, um, as uh, Ian has mentioned, I am a parishioner of St. Thomas Mall. I was ordained there in uh, 2018. Um, but prior to that, I joined the Carmelites in Singapore in the year 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, did uh, my postulancy and uh, philosophy studies there for two years at the seminary. And after that, uh, a year in Taiwan in my novitiate and, and then three years of theology in Rome. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, very much a journey that was outside of Malaysia. But I returned to Malaysia in 2017. Uh, to establish our Carmelite Friary here in Suramban. Mm -hmm. And I was ordained uh, in St. Thomas More in 2018. So um, in 2019, actually, I returned to Rome for uh, additional studies. I was there for two years. I only returned back to Malaysia in September of uh, 2021, which is about three months ago. So since then, you know, it's back to uh, Roti Chanai and Mee Goreng. <laughs> so it's been, and I'm not forgetting our Nasi Lemak as well. So yes, I've been putting on the pounds, but <laughs> good to be back. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. I mean, you mentioned about Roti Chanai and stuff like that, but how was, the, how was Rome in general? Yeah, the sites, yes. the food, the culture, how was yes. that? So obviously, you know, Rome being a city so rich in culture, so rich in history, and furthermore, being um, the center of our Catholic Church, obviously it was very exhilarating. Uh, but of course, with the pandemic going on, um, there is very little sightseeing one can mm. do. Uh, it is definitely a Rome, uh, which I think most people would not have experienced. La. But uh, what I take away from my experience in Rome, other than the studies that was done, is just the resilience of faith in Rome. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in Italy in general, I think uh, people in Malaysia have uh, heard a lot about how badly hit the country was yeah. by the COVID pandemic. Uh. But um, notwithstanding the lockdowns that um, the country had to experience, especially in the first few months, uh, after those first uh, lockdown uh, months, uh, you could see that the, the faith was strong, that people had this hunger to return back Mm -hmm. to worship God, you know, to receive the sacraments, you know, to come for the, for the sacrament of reconciliation and all that. 
And uh, one thing that was interesting was that how the churches remained open mm. um, after the first few months of lockdown. And uh, I believe they never shut, actually. Yeah. The doors of the church were never shut. So it was uh, really, you know, as, as a Catholic to be there to see um, and be inspired as well by how um, the church actually was still very much um, needed, still very much necessary, mm -hmm. still very much a, a, a sign of a consolation also for people who are suffering. And of course, not forgetting also very courageous uh, priests and religious and mm -hmm. even lay people who continue to spread the good news. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I think uh, what I picked from Rome was outside of the classroom. La. I yeah. went there for studies, but I was very much uh, uh, inspired by what took place outside of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Very good. Mm. Great, great. Thanks for sharing that. Yep. So you are of the Carmelite order. Yes. Okay. And then at the end of your name, you have a, is it prefix, suffix? Suffix called OCD. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So maybe for people in KL, we're not yes. too used to seeing this yeah. OCD term. Yes. Uh, of course, some of us would make fun of it, but you know, <laughs> yes. I apologize for that on their behalf. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're more used to the Jesuits. Yes. And we're more used to the Franciscans as the OM, mm -hmm. OM, uh, OFMs. Yes. Yeah? So maybe you would like to just very briefly explain about yes. the Carmelite Order. So essentially, the Carmelite Order we consist of uh, two main branches. Um, the uh, Carmelite order that was founded on Mount Carmel um, by a group of hermits that were there. Uh, and then eventually, of course, they spread, this order spread into Europe and also to the Middle East and all that. These are known as the old Carm, uh, uh, Carmelites, actually, the ancient observants, like we call them. Mm -hmm. you know. But um, what happened in our history is that in the uh, 16th century, in the 1500s, that is, in Spain, uh, there was a reform movement in the within the Carmelite order. Mm -hmm. Um, because what had happened in history is that as the order moved from um, the Holy Land into Europe, um, when the order first began, it was a very eremitical order. It was an order of hermits, basically, mm -hmm. who wanted to spend time in solitude, time in prayer with the Lord. And uh, but when they moved to Europe, they had to change their way of life because that means of that that way of life in Europe was not possible. Mm -hmm. And so the Carmelites became mendicant an order uh, which is similar to that of the Franciscan and Dominicans, which means that they were in the cities, they were ministering more to the people, they were running churches and parishes and all that. And uh, what the, the, the order experienced, especially in the 1500s in Spain, was this desire to return back to the roots, the original roots of our holy forefathers, mm -hmm. you know, the eremitical spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. So this reform movement was the one that, that kicked off in Spain, uh, due to the efforts, of course, of St. Teresa of Avila. And, uh, of course, she, she initiated this reform with the nuns. And later on, she desired also that this reform should also spread to the, the male branch as well, the friars, that is. Mm -hmm. So, um, basically, the OCDs, which stands for the Discalced Carmelites, Discalced meaning... Um, ones who do not wear shoes. Ooh. It is just a term, it's just, just an, uh, a way of expressing the fact that uh, they are moving towards a life which is more simple, mm -hmm. back to basics, back to the essentials. And uh, that is why, you know, we, we, are, we call ourselves as the Order of Carmelites Discalced. Mm -hmm. Of course, the OCD, the, the actual terminology is in Latin, but what I have mentioned is, is basically what it means, uh, Discalced mm -hmm. Carmelites. Mm -hmm. 
So we are, you know, of course, part of this Carmelite family. There are other um, congregations, of course, within this, uh, uh, under this umbrella of, of what the Carmelite family is actually all about. But if you talk about Carmelites in the world today, we basically talk about these two main branches, the OCAMs right. and the OCDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that little explanation. Very well said, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let us start with the, the main meat okay. of today, right? the main topic yes. of today, which is the brown uh, scapula. Mm -hmm. All right. And obviously, we've done a little bit of digging beforehand, right? Yes. And we found out that the name of the brown scapula is also known as the scapula of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Mm -hmm. Of course, yes. you mentioned a little bit on yes. Mount Carmel just now. Yes. So maybe let's just start from there, right? Okay, sure. Maybe talk a little bit about the, the story behind Our Lady yes. of Mount Carmel. Yes. And then maybe we can branch off on, okay, when did this little brown scapula come right. about? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier on that... Uh, the, the Carmelites, the first Carmelites who settled on uh, Mount Carmel were actually um, persons who came from Europe during the time of the Crusades. So we are not quite sure who these persons actually are. Some have said that they were probably Crusaders after they were you know, fighting and you know, conquering the Holy Land, they decided to lead a life of prayer and penance. Uh, some have said that um, these uh, persons actually were hermits or rather, sorry, they were actually pilgrims that were coming in uh, from Europe. Mm -hmm. And uh, what drew them was essentially to uh, settle on this place, which is very known, well known in the Bible, Mount Carmel as a place of beauty. It's a place of uh, tranquility, uh, often associated also with certain biblical personalities, principally uh, the prophet Elijah, and uh, so it was a very biblical place that attracted these persons to arrive at Mount Carmel and they mm -hmm. began to live as hermits there. So they, of course, spent a lot of their time in prayer. They spent a lot of their time in solitude. But from time to time, these hermits would support one another. They would gather together, you know, for the liturgy, to celebrate the Eucharist and all that. Mm -hmm. So over time, they began to realize that uh, there is need to add a little bit of structure into their life, you know, because you can imagine, you know, a, a group of hermits who are staying on, on the mountain. Um, it can at times be a bit uh, disorderly, a bit chaotic mm -hmm. in a sense. Each mm -hmm. one is doing his own thing. Yeah. But they decided that, you know, they discerned that there is need for something to actually guide their way of life and to ensure that, you know, they remain on the sure path towards what they were aiming for, which is, you know, union with God, mm -hmm. which is, you know, walking as disciples of Christ. So they approached the patriarch of Jerusalem at that time, whose name was Albert. Um, we venerate him as St. Albert of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And as patriarch, he actually gave these hermits a rule of life. And uh, this rule is, of course, is the rule that governs our entire Carmelite order. So it's known as the rule of St. Albert. And one of the things that the rule of St. Albert stipulates is that there is a necessity that uh, even though everyone is living uh, an eremitical life as hermits, there is a necessity that at least for certain parts of the day, the hermits would gather together. Mm -hmm. And principle of this is, of course, the celebration of the Eucharist and, of course, of the prayers in common, which mm -hmm. we now call the divine office. So um, the interesting thing is that once they had received this, uh, this rule from St. Albert, they established an oratory on the mountain itself mm -hmm. and they dedicated this oratory, in fact, to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. Now, so when we talk about 
the brothers of the Blessed Virgin Mary on Mount Carmel, it is because it is making reference to this oratory that was established, this small church that was established on the mountain, mm-hmm. which is dedicated to the Virgin Mary. And so the brothers, the, 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 the hermits, these Carmelites, these first Carmelites who were there, became known as the brothers of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Now, to talk about the scapula then, how this came about, the scapula is basically the habit that these Carmelites wore. Yep which is the garb, you know, that they wore it. And thus, um, uh, this, this scapula that we are talking about consists of uh, this piece of tunic that you, you know, for some of us, we, we, when you meet a Carmelite, you will see that he or she actually wears this piece of cloth that covers the, the, the tunic of either the nun or the friar. Mm-hmm. And this is what is called the scapula. And this scapula is therefore, because of its association with the Carmelites, therefore known as the scapula of Our Lady of Mount Carmel because mm-hmm. of its association with who were the wearers of the scapula, which were the Carmelites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we need to make a distinction, right? Mm. That, like for example, for, for those who are able to maybe see the photos that we are having right now, you are wearing a scapula, mm. correct? Yes. When it's a brown scapula. Yes. So, yeah, to make the distinction that that is a scapula and mm. also maybe for those who thought that we were talking about the little uh, thing that we wear mm-hmm. around our neck, yes. that is also that is also a, a scapula. scapula yes, yeah. that's right. So um, I think then you need to understand as well that how this uh, practice of wearing the scapula came about. So of course, um, when the Carmelites began to spread throughout Europe and as they began to go towards churches and you know, uh, began to uh, um, be more present, uh, be more well-known around Mm -hmm. uh, Europe. uh, um, There was a trend, of course, that people desired to also associate themselves with the Carmelites. So um, this is one thing that was taking place in medieval times, that whenever people thought about how is it that a person would be saved, would gain eternal salvation, very often when a person desires to save his or her soul, the thing that they were recommended to do was to be a religious, yeah. was to join either uh, a monastery or to join a convent and be a religious. Because the religious life at that time was known as the state of perfection. It is where a person really cultivates the virtues needed to, you know, be, to attain sainthood or mm-hmm. you know, uh, to, to, act out, uh, to, to act out in one's daily life prayers and the penances that are required. So in the mindset of the medieval person, if one is a religious, one is on this highway to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is possible for those who can become religious. But what about those who weren't, who weren't able to do so? You know, like the simple farmer or the one who is working as a merchant and all that. They also desire to have, to, to have you know, salvation as well. Yep. So the next best thing they could do was to actually associate themselves in some way to a religious family. Mm-hmm. So if this person actually had a... a a likeness for the Carmelite spirituality, had a likeness, uh, or he liked actually what the Carmelites uh, stood for, their spiritual values and all that, he would actually then desire to be part of what is called a confraternity within a religious order. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of acknowledging that they were a part of this uh, religious family was to actually receive uh, a religious habit but a religious habit in miniature. 
So of course they would not receive the full habit like what the the the, the friar or the nun would wear, but they would receive uh, just like a token or, or, or a piece of clothing, a piece of a garment of what constitutes the habit. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if it was uh, uh, someone who was enrolled or part of a confraternity linked to a Franciscan church, they would have the Franciscan court. They would receive that. But for us Carmelites, they were given the scapula. Mm-hmm. And of course, the scapula is, is, is it's, um, much reduced in size. It's not the same scapula as what the friars would wear. Mm-hmm. And this actually gave rise to the wearing of the scapula. Mm-hmm. What you see out there, people wearing these uh, uh, two pieces of cloth uh, joined together by maybe uh, two pieces of ribbons or, some, or maybe two pieces of thread. Uh, this is actually meant to show that they are actually members of the Carmelite family as well mm-hmm. because they have been enrolled in to wear the scapula. Mm-hmm. So this is how that whole practice actually began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about the, the scapula itself mm. that you invest onto a layperson. Yes. Right? <coughs> so obviously the design of the scapula is very, very unique. Mm. Okay. We talk about the first part first. The first part is that yes. it's 100% brown wool. Mm. Okay. Yes. So my guess would be, would be that, you know, the wool mm. has something to do with the Lamb of God. Yes. Okay. You can correct me if you want to. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But that's my first guess. Right. So, you know, please explain, you know, why okay. brown wool? Why brown wool? Mm. Uh, so actually the thing is, if it, it is brown because the Carmelite habit is brown. Mm-hmm. So if we are talking about someone who is going to be associated with a Carmelite family, with a Carmelite church or a Carmelite uh, mm-hmm. community, um, you want that person to share in the identity of, of that uh, religious family. Mm-hmm. And therefore, for the Carmelites, we wear the, hab- we wear the brown habit, actually. Mm-hmm. And the colour brown is not because, you know, the, the friars look very nice or very <laughs> handsome in brown or the sisters look very pretty in brown. It was not because of some aesthetic concern. It is more because... Um, cloth that was dyed in brown was actually the cloth that was used by the poor. Mm-hmm. So if you remember or if you recall, even the Franciscans, they wear brown. It's precisely because they are wearing the clothes of the simplest and the poorest. Mm-hmm. And likewise, the Carmelites are also on that same, uh, same trajectory, same trend. We are very much inspired by also the simplicity and the poverty of Christ as well. Mm-hmm. And we want to embody those, that, 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 that virtue of Christ in our religious life. Mm-hmm. And so that brown comes about, you know, because the scapula that is worn by the religious is brown. Mm-hmm. Likewise, the lay person who is part of a scapular confraternity is also wearing a brown scapula. Mm-hmm. Now, as for the reason why it is wool, uh, because wool is also one of the most easily available um, Mm-hmm. materials that uh, one could actually obtain and it was also very durable as well compared mm-hmm. to let's say silk or linen uh. mm-hmm. and uh, it also was uh, something that was kept that, that, that kept the wearer warm we were talking about mm-hmm. Europe in the Middle Ages with no heating and all that you know mm-hmm. in, you know your person needs to be outdoors either in the farms in the fields or even walking about you know in the in the cities so in order to keep the person warmer, that wool was the one that was most readily available. Right. And therefore, the reason why you have these, um, that, or rather why the scapula takes on such a form is that it, it, meant, it is meant to evoke as much as possible the religious habit of mm-hmm. the Carmelite order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as possible. You know, it is just down to its bare essentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, 
that is the reason why you know it is wool and it is brown. Okay, so uh, anyway, what you spoke about you know, being uh, recalled towards uh, wool as an equating to the Lamb of God uh, is something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be honest to say it is not something that we come let's openly talk about, but mm-hmm. it definitely um, speaks also to the symbolism of what the scapula actually mm-hmm. is. La. So the scapula is also meant, you know, I think we will explore this further. Uh, the scapula is also meant uh, not just to be uh, something that we just put on, but it's meant to help us to also grow in our faith. And therefore, yeah. if by putting on a wool scapula helps you to think about Christ as the Lamb of God, then the scapula in some way has achieved its purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on to the second part of the scapula, which sure. is why is there a front mm. and why is there a back part? Yes. Yeah, you mentioned also two-piece. So why, yes. why is there a two-piece there? Right. So, in fact, uh, the wearing of the scapula, why it forms part of the religious habit? Because originally, um, the Carmelites did not invent the scapula. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Let's get that straight. Let's get that clear. The scapula, in fact, was part of many religious habits already um, pre-existing the, the Carmelite order. Mm, I see. So, in fact, the scapula, if you look at it, is just a piece of cloth that covers over this tunic. Mm. And we have to remember that in those days, um, monks and religious actually were doing a lot of work. The monks were doing a lot of manual labor. They were going out to the farms, they were going up to the fields and all that. Whereas the friars, they were traveling, you know, they, they, were, you know, they had to minister to the people, they had to visit the poor. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, you were walking along streets whereby you know, there could be rain, there could be mud and all that. So this scapula, the original purpose why it was even appended to the tunic of the habit, uh, of the religious habit, is meant to be an outer protective uh, cloth, uh, mm-hmm. cloth, you know, to protect mm-hmm. the tunic, so that the scapula would be the one that receives all the mud and you know <laughs> all the, the the grass or whatever it is that that you know, the, the dirt and the grime of one's travelling, uh, so that it's easier to maintain the the tunic, which is much larger, is something then you know you don't have to wash it so frequently. But the mm-hmm. scapula is just a uh, two pieces of cloth. It's easier to wash and then to mm-hmm. maintain. So the scapula is actually something like an apron for, for the religious, actually, mm-hmm. to protect the, the tunic. But over time, of course, um, of, of course, that's why it, it's actually front and back. It's meant to protect the whole tunic. Mm-hmm. But of course, eventually, we began to see a greater spiritual significance as to why um, or, or, or as to why we put on the scapula. And the scapula began to be seen as putting on the yoke of Christ even. Mm-hmm. You know, we, care, we place the scapula on us so that, you know, as, as, uh, as, as Christ tells us in the gospel, you know, take my yoke upon me for I'm gentle and humble of heart. So that became, that took on a spiritual significance for us. And for us, Carmelites, on the other hand, by putting on the scapula, since it is closely associated with the Blessed Virgin Mary, it is also a sort of putting on of Mary, assuring us that uh, Mary is protecting us, mm. that we are sons and daughters of Mary, just as how a mother actually clothes her children. We consider ourselves also as her children, and we are clothed by our mother. Mm-hmm. So then the scapula took on um, a much more spiritual significance for us. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. The, 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 the imagery of uh, our, our, our lady clothing yes. us. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. All right. So, and I think I've mentioned this a little bit just now that, you know, the, the scapula has to be invested into mm. a lay person. Yes. So maybe most, some of us uh, listening on might not be too familiar with why you need to be invested. Mm. Uh, even yes. invest, the word is quite a, quite a yes. big word. So maybe we explain that a little bit yes. on why it, ha- 
it has to be invested onto someone by yes. maybe also a Carmelite priest, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So that that significance there. Just yes. talk about the the importance of it as well. You know. Yes. Yeah. Why yes. it has to be done that way. Right. So in fact, you know. Um, I also alluded to, I think, in my early explanations that for laypersons who want to be associated to the Carmelite family, uh, they they are enrolled or they are invested or they are enrolled into a confraternity, actually. Uh, and this confraternity acts almost as though they are part of the religious family. And therefore, uh, there is this whole right that developed out of it to show how or to to really show how this person now is also one of us. Mm-hmm. This lay person that is coming to join us as, as part of our Kamalai family, associated with us, is uh, in some ways also sharing in the spiritual benefits of being part of that order. So um, this is where the whole enrollment or the investiture of the scapula comes about. It is meant to emphasize this uh, link, this relationship between the wearer of the scapula and the Carmelite order. Mm -hmm. Today, of course, we look at this also from another point of view in in saying that the wearing of the scapula also implies a commitment, a lifetime commitment. Oftentimes, we talk about the scapula as something that one puts on and it acts like some sort of talisman, acts some sort of amulet. I wear this, uh, I, I will be, I'll be protected and you know, I, I don't have to uh, live out my Christian life seriously. But in fact, when we put on the scapula, we have to be aware that this is actually a step that we do to say that I desire to put this on to live as how Mary lived. Mm-hmm. You know? stressing also this importance of Mary in the life of the Carmelite. So when putting on the scapula, we are actually, in a sense, putting on Mary Mm -hmm. for our lives. And therefore, we are asked to embody the virtues of Mary. Mm -hmm. We are asked to live out the gospel as how Mary herself lived. So think about, you know, how does our Blessed Mary, how does our Blessed Mother actually uh, draw close to, to the Lord? You think about her constant pondering of the word of God. Mm -hmm. We think about her openness to the will of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, We think about her uh, charity also to those who were in need. Mm -hmm. We talk about her simplicity of faith. So all of these things that when we put on the scapula, it is meant to to say that there is a need, a commitment uh, to live a life that is in fact uh, a living out of our baptismal promises in fact. Mm -hmm. Living as how Mary lived is not in any way something which is uh, opposing or different to uh, living a, as a disciple of Christ. In fact, both mm-hmm. are one and the same. Yeah. If, we, we, if we recall that Mary is, in fact, the foremost of all of Christ's disciples. So in that sense, then, this investiture, this enrollment, of course, uh, text speaks about us being enrolled into the Carmelite family, but also it emphasizes the need to live this Christian life uh, with commitment, with uh, mm-hmm. perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, okay, it was very good uh, segue into the next questions, which is, I want to talk about a little on the commitment part, yes. right? So as you are invested in, uh, you've been invested on, is that a correct term? Yes. Invested on yes. the brown scapula, there's obviously a few commitments you have to commit to, mm. right? Yes. So I'll just rattle on. I think there's three main ones, mm-hmm. if, if not mistaken. Yes. So number one is so you have to wear the brown scapula continuously. Yes. Right, and number two is you observe uh, chastity mm. according to one's in life. Either yeah. you're married or either you're mm. single. 
Then the third one, which is a, a little bit more, uh, I would I would say a few more things, mm. right? Yes. One of it is to recite the the recite daily the little office of the Blessed Virgin, or observe fast uh, of the church together with abstaining from meat on Wednesdays and also Saturdays, mm-hmm. apart from just the Fridays, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And with permission of a priest, say five decades of the rosary, mm-hmm. uh, or also with the permission of the priest, yes. substitute, substitute in some other forms of good mm-hmm. works. Yes. All right. So yes. maybe the first two parts is mm, pretty uh, self-explanatory. Yes. yes. Maybe talk about the third part, which third is part, the, the yes. other little small, smaller yes. rules yes. Yes. and why that needs to be done. Okay. So I think the first thing to point out about all of these uh, uh, what you call the rules about uh, or conditions that one needs to do uh, in when you put on the scapular. Um, of course, this was uh, very much how the church traditionally, um, when a person puts on the scapular, this is what the church would then say, this is what you must do mm-hmm. you know, in order to obtain the graces or obtain the uh, blessings that you know, would come about by wearing the scapular. And so they were very specific at to saying that you know you have to say um, the little office of the Blessed Virgin, or you have to fast on on the, or fast from from meat on Wednesdays and Saturdays and all that. But um, today, when we speak about a person who puts on the scapula, we try not to put it in such specific terms. But because you can see from these conditions, in fact, they are essentially speaking of speaking of the need for prayer. They're speaking of the need for uh, some form of penance in one's life. Mm-hmm. And they're also speaking of the need for charity as well. So we don't say today, or rather we as Kamalites, when we enroll the person um, with the scapula, we don't say that, you know, you have to say these things. But we tend to say, you know, you have to take your prayer life seriously. Yeah. You know, um, essentially that, you know, just as how you would like to embody the virtues of Mary, you have to be a person like her and pray and be a person of prayer. Mm-hmm. Be a person who frequents the word. Be a person who draws close to the, to the Lord by your, your prayer, actually. And likewise, um, someone who wants to draw close to God has to also learn to control one's senses, has to be someone um, not giving in to um, our our natural, our, our impulses, you know, mm-hmm. we have to restrain them as well. Mm-hmm. We have to focus them also uh, towards the Lord. And therefore, that is why the penances are there. And of course, as a church, we will say that what penances the church actually mandates, it is the, those are the penances that are best to observe. Mm-hmm. And finally, of course, um, to do some good work as well. All of these uh, components form very much the basis of living a good Christian life. Right. So therefore, it, it boils down to if you put on the scapula, your, the commitment to live a good Christian life is also there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is no, you know, the scapula by putting it on does not exempt you from living uh, the Christian life well. It's not some sort of shortcut, you know, you can just put it mm-hmm. on and forget about all uh, your, your, the needs for, for other people or you, mm-hmm. you don't need to pray anymore. It, all these things still hold true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for the explanation. So let's talk about the promises of the scapula. Okay. Right? I think that's something interesting that people might want to know or if to, to even start thinking about mm-hmm. the, the scapula itself. Yes. yes. So in fact, right, uh, one of the reasons why the scapula is so um, widespread and so widely known is because of the promises that are associated with a person who wears the scapula. So 
there are actually two promises uh, that is most commonly known about uh, the scapula. The first one is that for someone who wears the scapula, um, that person is promised to have final perseverance or perseverance to the end, which means that at the moment of his death, this person will have a happy death. You know, that, that this person will not during, during, during his life somehow fall into, you know, uh, apostasy or he will not abandon the faith or not mm-hmm. abandon due to hopelessness or anything like that. He will, will always die in the state of grace. That is the one, one of the promises of wearing the scapula. The second promise of the scapula is uh, what is called the Sabbatine privilege, which is that uh, a person who dies wearing the scapula, um, when that person goes to purgatory, that person is assured of the Blessed Virgin Mary coming to bring this soul out of purgatory the first Saturday after the death had taken place. Mm. So for example, if somebody dies on a Tuesday, when it comes to Saturday, this person will, you know, a person's purgatory will end and will be brought by the Blessed Virgin herself to heaven. Mm-hmm. So the, the origins of these two promises are, are, you know, of course, also from uh, tradition itself. The first one, the promise of final perseverance came about because um, of a vision that the Blessed Virgin, uh, or rather that uh, our, one of our Carmelites had of the Blessed Virgin. And this uh, person is uh, also known as Saint Simon Stock. who was an English Carmelite. Mm-hmm. And he had this vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she said uh, these words to him, that uh, this is a privilege for you and the order, that is the scapula. Whoever wearing this scapula will be saved. So that is the promise of uh, mm-hmm. final perseverance. Whereas the uh, Sabbatine privilege, which is where the Blessed Virgin Mary will liberate a soul wearing the scapula um, on the, the first Saturday after death, this was also purportedly a privilege uh, that came about because of a vision that uh, Pope John the Twenty Second actually had of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. And it was said, or it was uh, widely promulgated at that time, that the Pope actually, after having this vision, promulgated a papal bull, a document, which you know, assures those who are wearing this scapula of this particular benefit. That is why it is called the Sabbatine privilege, coming from um, the, the word Sabbatine is actually referring to the, the referring to Saturday, actually. Mm-hmm. So there are these two promises of the scapula that, uh, that uh, is commonly associated with, uh, with, uh, with the wearing of the scapula. So now, the, the thing is, uh, how true are these promises? Because if we, you know, if you do some reading around, uh, you will find that, in fact, um, very rarely or at times we no longer preach things like the Sabbatine privilege, for example. Right. Although you might find certain um, images or certain scapulars with this particular uh, words being mentioned there. Um, the reason is because um, over time the, the church began to uh, scrutinize more as to how true this, uh, whether such an event actually took place or not. Mm-hmm. So with regards to the vision of Simon Stock, actually, um, there, there, there is, of co- even though there is no, there is very little written evidence dating back to the actual time when Simon Stock was a Carmelite. Uh, but the absence doesn't necessarily indicate that such a vision didn't take place. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, of course, writing and keeping of records and documents was not something that the Carmelites were were doing, you know, mm-hmm. it was only a hundred years later that we began to find things about relating to this uh, particular vision of Simon Stock. Whereas for this uh, bull, the papal bull of uh, Pope John the Twenty Second, 
there is no such bull, unfortunately. They mm-hmm. do not. So um, it, it seems like it was uh, something that was uh, invented much later and it came to be widespread amongst the faithful at that time. Mm-hmm. So in fact, in, in the year 1613, the Holy See actually told the Carmelites, both the Old Carms and the Discalced Carmelites, to not preach the Sabbatine privilege. Mm-hmm. So in fact, that privilege, uh, even as we as Carmelites, and when we promote the scapula, we are not supposed to say that. Right. Okay. But even so, even though, even though we do not say that, you know, uh, of, of this guarantee that the soul will be liberated from purgatory the first Saturday after death, uh, but the church does acknowledge that Carmelites can preach that the faithful may devoutly believe that the Blessed Virgin Mary, by her continuous intercession, by her merciful prayers, by her merits and special protection, will assist souls and deceased brothers and sisters and members of the confraternity, this confraternity whereby people are enrolled with the scapula. Mm. So even on Saturdays, a day which the church dedicates to the Blessed Virgin Mary. So even though they say you cannot preach of such such a promise called the Sabbatine uh, privilege, but nevertheless, the church acknowledges that one can still be assured of Mary's maternal protection for those who wear the scapula. Yeah. So, of course, um, it all ties in also to the commitments. La. That is, if you talk about the grace of final perseverance, if one actually holds firm to living a good Christian life, which is, you know, constantly seeking to live in a state of grace, constantly working, uh, constantly doing works of charity, works of mercy, constantly spending time in prayer, and also, you know, being someone who is devoted to the Blessed Virgin, you know, and uh, constantly frequenting the sacraments, all of these things would assure or should assure that one actually obtains uh, mm-hmm. that final perseverance, in fact. So in a sense, you know, if the scapula stands for living out a good and solid Christian life under the inspiration of Mary, mm-hmm. then definitely these promises are, is attainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so we move on to this little thing called the scapula medal, mm-hmm. right? I, yes. think some, I think most people will be more familiar with the scapula yes. medal, yes. right? Because they see that more often than the actual wool scapula. Mm-hmm. Yes. So maybe explain that a little bit because um, even Popes Pius X and Benedict XV have said mm-hmm. that, you know, the church prefers that, you know, the lay people... Mm. Uh, choose the cloth instead of the, the mm-hmm. metal version, yes, the, yes. Ma- the, the metal version, yes, right? Yes. So why is that? Uh? Okay, so um, I think it all boils down to understanding what the scapula is meant to be, mm-hmm. that if the scapula is meant to be a habit, a religious habit in miniature, then as much as possible, it should be uh, as similar as possible right. to the religious habit. So of course, our religious habit is cloth, it is not metal, mm-hmm. and therefore... Uh, that is why the scapula is as it is or why they were encouraging um, the wearing of the cloth scapula. Mm-hmm. But I would also say that it was uh, Pope Pius X himself who eventually uh, promulgated the decree that permitted the wearing of the scapula medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did this not in any way to disparage the cloth scapula, but it is meant to um, promote the continual wearing of the scapula, in fact. And... Uh, he, I mean, we began to see, of course, that the, that the, the wearing of the, 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 the medal, the scapular medal, was becoming more and more commonplace. Right. And in fact, if you look at the scapular medals, they do take a form which is very similar to um, the cloth scapular, which is mm-hmm. one side you have the image of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 
and on the flip side, you have the Sacred Heart. So you also find that in the Kepler Medal as well. So um, the reasons why I think um, the, the medal became more and more popular, it's because I think for very practical reasons. I think um, for us who wear the scapulars uh, daily, you know, we, we don't really take them off. But living in a tropical, tropical country, you can yeah. see that, you know, it, it's, it's subject to sweat, it's subject to, um, you know, all kinds of wear and tear. Mm. And over time, the, the scapula, it becomes, you know, disfigured and you need to replace it with another one. Mm-hmm. So some have found that, you know, wearing the, 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 the scapular medal is easier to maintain, it's easier to, it's more hygienic, it's more mm. hygienic. Uh, it's more durable even. Mm. The cross scapular, sometimes you have to replace every two to three years even if mm. you wear it continuously. So the medal then becomes something which is more durable. Uh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's more from that, uh, from that point of view why the scapular medal became uh, very, very popular. And in any case, for some of uh, our Carmelite confraternities, we do encourage that if somebody wants to be enrolled with a scapular, that person is enrolled with the cloth scapular first. Mm-hmm. But the subsequent scapular, let's say, you know, of course, once you're enrolled, that is a process that only needs to take place once. Yep. You don't need to repeat it again. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say the, the scapular with which you were enrolled is already you know, worn and torn and you want to replace it, you can then replace it with a scapular medal. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, you know, it's not so much that you know, it, takes so, it needs to be emphasized that you have to wear a cloth scapular, but you can substitute it with the medal but always be, but always continue to uh, be aware of the commitments that you have by putting on the, the scapula in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay, understood. Very practical reasons, right? So we come to the, I guess, the, the end part, which is mm. allowing you to promote, right? So okay. the question here is, yes. why should a person start to, or if, start to wear, or even um, think about? Uh, Asking a Carmelite priest yes. to invest in, onto them yes. a brown scapula. What are yes. the benefits? Okay. You know. Yes. So actually, in my opinion, for me, I think the scapula is a very concrete sign of Mary's presence in our lives. I think all of us we are aware that we are walking on an earthly pilgrimage towards our our heavenly homeland, towards our mm-hmm. union with our heavenly Father. So when we put on the scapula, it acts as a constant reminder of her love for us. Mm. That all of us are in fact, you know, her sons and daughters. And uh, we are also very much aware that, you know, as a mother, she constantly cares for us. She constantly prays and intercedes for us. She is a presence that, you know, always seeks to ensure that we do reach our final destination. Mm-hmm. And so when you put on that scapular, it is this constant reminder you know, that we do not travel alone, that mm-hmm. our Blessed Mother is constantly with us. She constantly watches over us. Yeah. And that if we uh, entrust to her with our, our whole heart, our whole life, uh, she will definitely look out for us. La. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it is um, this very tangible sign of uh, Mary's uh, maternal love for us and her constant intercession for us. Now, the other reason, of course, as a Carmelite, when you put on the scapula, you actually become a part of the Carmelite family. And this is also important to remind us that when you become a member of this family, this family prays for each other, actually. Mm -hmm. And so you become part of this family and you share in this treasury of prayers and support uh, that the Carmelites actually give to one another. So it is um, becoming part of a family that is also very much on 
the same journey. La. Very much, mm. you know, we are on the same boat journeying towards the Lord. La. And uh, it is for these two reasons that I feel that, you know, the scapular still has um, a lot of uh, significance today. And I believe this is also the reason why it still remains as popular as it was, you know, hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Father Nicholas, Thank you. for all that explanation. That was really beautiful. Thank you so much. Beautifully put Thank as you so well. much for having me. So... Thank you, Father Nicholas, for you know joining us for this day three of the podcast. Very beautifully put, and really enjoyed you sharing with us uh, during this time. So I'd like to just invite everyone to you know stick around for the next day. We have day four coming up, and it's uh, we have a priest from Europe coming to join us. Um, we will be talking about a devotion that is very popular across the world, and in fact is very popular in KA as well. So stick around for that. And for any of our news on our feast day, please follow our Facebook, our YouTube, and also our Telegram to get all the the latest updates of uh, all our feast day activities. And until then, thank you all for listening and see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye.